I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. T. Ravis. How you doing, buddy? Vincent. I'm fine. I feel kind of bad about that pronunciation of your name, though. You shouldn't, because both of us broke our names <clears throat> down into individual components, which I was cleverly doing to segue into this week's topic. You uh, you rolled a thing. I did roll a thing, and this time this thing was, I think it was number 40. And by the way, happy birthday. You turned 40 very recently, right? I so did, yes. I guess Thank that's uh, that's fitting. Subsystems versus a unified mechanic. That's right. You and want I, me to? I think, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming you mean as far as game design goes. That's right. Yes, that's right. Would you like me to unpack this one a little bit? I mean, I think you're going to have to. This sounds a little on the numbery side of things. <laughs> oh my goodness, buddy! Welcome to the. I'm crunch the story guy. I'm not the number guy. So let's let's do this. Sure. Uh, yes, this is this is truly the crunchiest of crunchy topics. If yeah. you're into the if you're into this we podcast, we should have invited Tom along, but uh, short notice and all with that random roll thing. I mean, whatever. We're we're he's fine. Uh, if we wanted to talk about maybe one of the nerdiest concepts in game design, this would be it. So if you're if you came to get deep into the game design theory, well, welcome to it. Well, all I right. came to get down. I came to get down, so let's get out of our seats and jump around on subsystems versus a unified mechanic. All right, so let me break this down in the easiest way I can. I'll use the—there are many examples of this throughout many, 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 many games. Yeah. But I'll use the— Just give us one of each. Let's Give us one that's full subsystems one that's full unified mechanic. Well, fortunately, we can do that with just one game, Travis. Just one! That's right, and we're going to talk about— Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, you may right. have heard of it. They made a cartoon out of it. The the holiest of games, D and D. That's right. So Unless you're from the '80s, and then it was a devil game. That's <laughs> still holy. Then I suppose just unholy. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the the idea of subsystems is what Second Edition was built on, and that's because Second Edition grew out of uh, you know whatever we want to call it, First Edition, which was itself a sort of piecemeal collection there was no real first Mm -hmm. edition it was just kind of different uh iterations of it from the you know the metzner books the the uh bem bemsi yeah that sounds right i'm sure i always get those letters confused but basic uh expert master champion immortal i think sounds sounds good yeah sure uh i might be getting the master champion mixed up there I, i usually do but at any rate uh so it was very sort of cobbled together over time right they didn't sit down and go uh okay let's write a game from scratch and handle everything we need to handle right Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead they wrote a game and then questions would come up and new things would want to be introduced and so they'd write new systems so these individual subsystems kept getting introduced so when it came to second edition what they did is they kind of cleaned it up and organized it but it was really just an organization and more of like a house cleaning of the mm-hmm. subsystems, they didn't demolish the house and build a new one, right? Yeah. So the example being, Travis, if I wanted to pick a lock in second edition Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons, what would that role look like? It was like you had to roll percentile under, I think, was the <laughs> yes. was the, was the way you have to you have to make specify with under because I think there's overs in that game too. That's right. Sure. 
if I wanted to make an attack roll, how would I do that? Uh, that <laughs> um, you would have to roll to hit armor class zero. That's right. And and like compare your class level versus the armor class of the person and do some reverse math and then roll the dice and add your bonuses and hope that you have a chart nearby that you can look at for reference. Sure, and you'd have to get that number or higher, yes. Yeah. What if, now here comes the real, here comes the real memory puzzle for you, Trav. You ready? Sure. You ready for this one? What if in second edition D&D, I wanted to get in a bare knuckle fisticuffs brawl? How would I do that? Uh, you know, I think you'd need like the fighter's handbook or something. <laughs> like, I think you needed that the brown softback fighters, complete fighters guide. Or that that had an expansion of it that got codified. Oh, it did. Okay, okay. But uh, need the mm-hmm. grappling and punching table. Remember? Holy crap. Where you I, rolled like, it was like you did a haymaker. You did an uppercut. This table. Remember this one? Yeah, that's silly. <laughs> I remember being stupid. I remember being sure. awful. Yes. And everything was like this, right? Yes. Because it was sort of these piecemeal systems. Now, what was fascinating about it mm-hmm. is that you could change anything you wanted to, and it didn't hurt anything else in the system. Right. They, they were all kind of kind of locked off in their own little rooms. And rooms. You, you, could just, you could just cut off one of those rooms. It'd be fine. All the yep. other stuff still works because it doesn't have anything to do with the other stuff. Right. Okay. So now so we you can move... you can get rid of that stupid stupid hand to hand combat thing. Absolutely. And, and just say jump it's going to be regular handbook. tackles. Right. Yep. 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 If yep. you wanted more stupidity, <laughs> you could blow it out and make it more complicated. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So now let's advance the timeline here, Travis. Yeah. Sure. Let's go to third edition Dungeons and Dragons. So. Right. Wizards of the Coast purchases D&D from TSR. They get a hold of it and they say, well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to use all of our vast game design knowledge to uh, craft this into one mighty singular system, the mm-hmm. D20 system, mm-hmm. right? And everything. The one algorithm to rule them all. Yes, will be mathematical and algorithmic and derived, right? And for the most part, everything worked off of this singular, unified mechanic, mm-hmm. right? Now, I mean, there's still some exceptions, of course. There's always going to be some subsystems in a game. Like, yep. I think of making magic items in third edition. That was mm-hmm. obviously its own subsystem. Mm-hmm. We had talked about that one previously. But, like, fighting in unarmed combat, making a saving throw, uh, picking a lock, you know, all of these things. Right, it was all just- very consistent. It was all consistent. It was the same basic algorithm. There were slightly different variables you would compute, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it all worked the same. So if you learned one algorithm, you knew the whole game, yep. right? The advantage. Roll a dice, put your bonus on it. If it's higher, you, you win. Right, exactly. Boom, bang. That's the, that's the way it works. And so I think that that's uh, fascinating in sort of the difference, right, mm-hmm. of what that allows so let me let me let me play our old game vince rapid fires a bunch of stuff real fast okay tell me if you think i miss anything here okay subsystem pros uh very easy to change any independent thing without there's no since the threads don't connect you can clip any thread you want you don't unravel Mm -hmm. the whole sweater right 
Yep. Very easy to introduce new systems if you want to do something different, right? And or because, build on old. And or build on old, right? Uh, very easy to uh, add those systems or modify them based on your individual story, world, etc. Right? Needs, etc. Yeah. That's right. Cons. Huge barrier of entry, right? Yeah. Because it's very hard to learn all that. Learn stuff. fourteen different poker games. Oh my God! Yes, know all the different tables. Even know what book to look in for the table in question, right? Uh, you have to be this like sort of this wizard who can, who just has an unbelievable recall of of all these books and subsystems and everything. Okay. Uh, so there's there's a that's a that's a sort of con to it. Uh, oh, one more pro. Sorry. Because you can fit the mechanic to the task, there can be a large verisimilitude, right? Because the actual mechanic you apply can feel very bespoke to that thing you're trying to accomplish. You don't have to retrofit the world to your mechanic. You can fit the mechanic to the world. Does so that make sense? save versus rod stabs and wands. Sure. <laughs> sure. Maybe that's not exactly the example I would pick. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm throwing something different out there. Yes, indeed. But but yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to think, well, how can I make how can I make what's out there in the world fit into this? Right. I can just say, mm -hmm. well, this mechanic, that's how the world works. So I will make a mechanic that tries to act like the real world works. Mm -hmm. right? OK. Pros and cons of the unified mechanic. Low barrier to entry. Basically the inverse. Right. Very yeah. low barrier to entry. Easy to learn. Easy to learn. Difficult to uh, expand in crazy ways if you want to run way off the reservation, right? Mm. Because you're going to have to just either introduce a subsystem and say, screw it to the unified mechanic. Right. Or you're going to have to, like, figure out how to complicatedly retrofit your whole thing onto there. And then it adds a lot of weight. It's also very hard to make changes because if you don't like some particular element, right? Mm -hmm. If you didn't like the way multi It's systemic. It's, or it's savings everything. Yeah. All the branches of the tree are are wounded. <laughs> you know, like right. it's all it's all not good. Yes, you will very easily unravel that whole sweater right mm -hmm. by pulling on a thread. So Travis, that's this. That's the question here. Which one of these is better? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think that's the proper answer here. Yes. Oh, you've cleverly seen through my false dichotomy. Oh no. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I think they are obviously they have strengths and weaknesses that they lend themselves to certain kinds of games and certain kinds of needs when you're telling a story, right? Yeah. Like some games, you need right. you need a unified mechanic to keep things moving moving smoothly, and some some games, the subsystems really really create a uh, an atmosphere, a fun gaming kind of feel to it. You know. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I mean, I think in my perfect. Like what, OK, what's Rifts? OK. Oh, boy. Would you call that a game of subsystems? Yes. Definitely. It's like it's like so it's it's a lot like second edition without without the direction. Right. There's, there's less direction involved. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Because I think of like here's a, here's a simple question. How far can you jump? Yeah, there, that doesn't exist that you can't jump in Rifts. Unless you, unless it's a special, unless thing you have the specific has. book that that tells you that you can jump, you can't jump. Right, and and moreover, some characters will have special abilities to jump super far, and it's oh, like, yeah. okay, uh, or all the ridiculous like um, martial arts maneuvers, fighting things that just oh, yeah. never got used. Right, yeah, never. like 
like like they're like as you level up you get like a new martial arts move every level and it does something different and you you don't ever get to know what that is <laughs> and it never matters because I'm out here fighting demons yo like yeah. this is it. I'm not getting into like the the sweep kick against Trollnabog yeah, the, 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 the 1d4 sweep kick against the 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 the, the uber uber lord that has 10,000 MDC right <laughs> yeah it's not that it's not it's not a thing I'm gonna be making attacks with my with my plasma uh, gun that I bought off of uh you know, off of uh, Steve, the, the Nurani merchant or whatever, you know, that's what I'm going for. Um, so, Nurani stuff. Um, so, so yeah, like, uh, like rifts, rifts, is that, okay. Does that help that game or does it make it worse? God, it's such a tough question. Here's the, because what you're really asking is can, can poor design, objectively mm-hmm. poor design. Yes, it is bad. Yeah. Right. Particularly before the revamp, but it's still bad. Sure. The revamp did help a great deal, Mm -hmm. I will say. But, like, which the revamp itself is is an open admission that there was challenges and that the game was messy and stuff, right? But, like, can a game with objectively, let's call it, like, not the best mechanics, right? Objectively bad, perhaps. Can that still be a good game? And you know this is something that a lot of people have argued about. Can, but can does, a, okay, I think it's more it's more along like we know Rift is a good game. Okay? Yes, one hundred percent. I love Rift it. It's a good game. I am, so it's not a question of whether it can be a good game because it can't. Obviously, as I'm but, recording this, I am. I just finished today writing a marathon game. I put the last touches oh, yeah. on my marathon for that I'm running in Rift. It's a good game. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So, I, what, what's the so what what if if they're okay if the game is good and it has all these subsystems do okay are they hindering the game could it be so much more with some kind of unified system or is it perfect the way it is i i have to think there's probably a middle ground not worth pursuing you would just end up with a fantasy heartbreaker so do you remember fantasy heartbreakers do you remember this concept no explain it okay so in the 90s, there was a rash of maybe six or seven games. There was a bunch of games that came out that were aping to be D&D, right? They were basically like yeah. D&D, but the magic yeah. system yes. works like this. It's not Vancean. Or D&D, but the fighting works like this, right? So it's not mm-hmm. Thacko. D&D, but D&D, but D&D, but. Okay? Yep. A lot and of that so they, around, yeah. Yeah, they were like 80, 90% D&D. And they tended to have pretty stock fantasy worlds and so on and so forth. But they were basically games that were written because somebody thought, I like D&D, but I hate 10% of D&D, mm. right? So I can write a 10% better D&D, right. and, it will be, and it will beat D&D because it's 10% Cause this, better. Because this system is better. Yeah, this one thing, this one system out of the 20 or 30 is better. Right. They thought they were making light bulbs or batteries or or whatever, right? Something where well, you well, could that have jumped, that changed completely though when the D20 mechanic came around, right? Of course. Because those same the, I'm not obviously not the same people, but maybe some of the same people, but the people who would have done that now just jumped on the bandwagon and were like, "Oh, this is perfect. Let's just do more of this." Yes. Uh, well, and so what's interesting about the Fantasy Heartbreakers is this article got written that these were all like decent games. They were well-designed, they were interesting, but the reality is nobody played them. 
and they yeah. failed because mm-hmm. 10% isn't enough to make you stop loving the thing you love. You're willing to accept it warts and all as yeah. it were, right? And the idea of playing something that's less supported, less known, less accepted that you got to yeah. learn new stuff for is just too big of a barrier. Yeah, and so that's like, even true for just other games. Like like getting someone who loves D&D to play another game can right. sometimes take some work. So yeah. when you're talking about here's D&D but a little bit different without any of the bells and whistles, <laughs> you know, without any of the support and they're just going to roll their eyes at you. Yeah. And I think that like when you look at the uh, when you look at the 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 games, like when you look at a game like Rips and you see that that there is simply stuff that could be improved, right? And by the way, this is true for any game you look at. Like this is the easy example we're picking on, but I don't mean to do that. Like it's just a it's just a very emblematic example, right? If you look at Rips and you just say, oh well, this needs a skill system that works. Sure, sure. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Like, maybe that should happen. Maybe it should, but I'm not going to go to the trouble to do it because it's not worth it. And I'm not going to try to, like, if that's the one it is, that's the one it is. I'm willing to accept it. You know what I mean? I I don't feel like going to the trouble, frankly, to try to rewrite that whole thing because it's just not worth it. So Uh, once the thing's done, let it it lay? Especially, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, if you want to play Didn't around the edges. we just talk about change? We just talked sure. about change in our last episode. <laughs> of the story. Things should move forward, right? Let me be very should clear. mechanics move forward? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you, as the individual, you know, game master, say in your game of Rifts, skills worth like this, and you want to write a new system, I say knock yourself out. Go nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm saying for me... It's not worth it, right? I'm willing to accept it is what I'm saying, right? Personal, personal taste. Yeah. Because the whatever negative detriments there are, and they're there, the reality is the way I generally have handled it in my games is I just steamroll over the top of it. Yeah. I have changed. I mean, that's what I do too, but yeah. Like, I, I didn't go in and formally sit down and, like, rewrite the system. I just hand-waved away all the stuff I didn't like, mm-hmm. right? And I just made it easier on the players to learn. I have players that have no deep understanding of riffs who've played in many riff games <laughs> and loved it. Dude, I've played tons of riffs. I still don't know if I understand any of it. Right. I don't know what the hell's going on. I got eight attacks. Let's go. <laughs> right. Because I didn't need all of that stuff. Right. To have a fun time. To have a fun time. It's yeah. cool that it's there. And sometimes you can explore it and you can go nuts and you can go hog wild down a rabbit hole. And maybe that's a feature, not a bug. Right. Mm-hmm. That those that, and that's another interesting element. Those subsystems allow for this sort of like discovery and exploration. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas everything being on a unified mechanic can feel cold. Right. Yes. It can feel a bit uninspired. All samey. Yeah. You're not finding anything special on page 247. Whereas in this other game, you might be finding something awesome, you know. Right. Right. And so I think the answer is probably, you know, as as most of these things are. Some kind it, of moderate response, yeah. Is is to have the right amount of both of these in your mm-hmm. game. And I would well, argue— Well, you, 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 you've designed both. Like, you've, yes. you've, you've made games made on unified systems and, and on games on subsystems. Which did you find more satisfying to create as a designer? The, the more subsystems you have, the more satisfying it is. Really? Because you— yeah. Yeah. Because you get like it's personal. You get more toys to play with. Correct. 
Yep. It's just a bigger ongoing, interesting challenge as a writer, mm-hmm. right? Because it becomes an exercise of grid filling. It's like you're, it's like you're writing Microsoft Excel, the game when you have a singular dominating mechanic and everything has to fit to it mm-hmm. because you're just like, okay, well that's my mechanic. And then you get to a new challenge and you're like, okay, now I have to fill you know, I have to fill rows one through 17 and and uh, columns a through F mm-hmm. right. So you just slot everything in. There you go. That's what we got to do. Now, Whereas, now of, of, of the games you, of the games you've made, then which ones are the most accessible? Definitely the ones that are more unified. <laughs> and, okay. And so the ones with lots of get so get, can get very complex. Yes. Like the yes. complexity is, I, th- I think, is a big problem. I agree. And and so so here's my here's my my golden mean for this one. Okay. So here I think there is an answer. Oftentimes I'll say that I don't know how, where you draw the line, but here I think I, I I think I know where I draw the line. Okay. Figure out what the actual true core elements of your game are. Mm, yeah. Okay? If your game is combat about combat casting and horse riding, that's what it's about. Let's go. Sure. Absolutely. So so combat spell casting, horse riding, great. So we're doing a uh into the badlands mm-hmm. role playing game where there's no more guns and no more mechanical cars or anything, right? Uh, so everybody rides around on horses, horses and sword fights and in a, in a magical world. I don't know if there's actually magic in that world or not, but let's say there is. And I, I've never watched that show. And um, it's fine. Sure. And there's and like and, and there's magic and that's what people duel with now and stuff like that. They duel with swords mm-hmm. and magic. Great. Find those things and have a relatively concise, unified way those things work. Mm-hmm. Right. So that they interact at least interact with each other well. Yes. Because so they that's smooth. so much of your game. They need to at least interact well. They don't have to all be exactly the same, but they do need to interact in, in a way that's smooth enough that makes it makes the gameplay flow. Right. They can all be retrofit into each other. If you know one, you basically know the rest. Like it's if you wanted all... to just insert D and D into that, you could do all three of those things and figure out how to do them well. Right. It should be here's here's the test. Gr- can I can I explain it to you in about two minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> and have you understand at a basic level mm-hmm. what you would need to do to do those things? Yeah, okay? that's fair. And if the answer is yes, your mechanic is simple and unified enough. Now, once you've made that bucket, mm-hmm. those are the core elements, right? Then you, you can go have some fun. Then you go have some fun. You look at the other elements of the world and you say, okay, well, also um, – Design arm wrestling specifically there's an arm wrestling yes. you yes. know arm wrestling is an ancient tradition in this world of non-violent res- com- conflict resolution right compared to a spellcaster's duel in some kind of other game you know sure sure or like you would crafting spells uh itself is actually a very unique art that like only wizards of a certain level and power can do and they can like actually create new complete forms of spell mm, and- a highly detailed system on how to do that i like that that's fun yes that kind of stuff is great because it's not the 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 new player doesn't need to know that stuff right right they can sit down they can, they can discover it it's a, it is a discovery you're right I, th- yeah. I think you're absolutely right certainly with things like that they can they can they be come to it later to- like you could do that in this game oh my god i gotta do that Exactly. And it's so exciting because it's like, oh, my God, there's this whole new world. Mm-hmm. Hugh Aladdin music or whichever movie that was um, to, to 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 explore. 
of a deeper level I can continue to uncover in this game, right? And I think discovery is an often undervalued part of our experience in, uh, in gaming systems, you know? Like, there's a lot of value I think we often underestimate Mm. to simply having things that we can legitimately explore and have fun with. It's certainly certainly enough for a whole other topic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely another topic. It's probably it might already be a topic. I don't even know. So there you go. Someday. So Um, that's my that's my answer, Trav. I've discovered it. Boom. We actually solved one. I think we did it. But of course, our listeners will have to judge it. I suppose, yeah. Subsystems versus a unified mechanic, yeah, sort of. That's that's how we th- that's how we're gonna go. That's undesigned. That's right? undesigned. Yeah, it's undesigned, buddy. Let's go. Let's get out of here. All right, very good. Well, thank you all very much for listening. We certainly appreciate it. Give us a nice rating or review in iTunes. That's awesome. It helps probably somehow. I don't know, but they everybody says that. So we'd be it'd be great if you did that. Uh, you can check me out on YouTube under Vincent Venturella for everything else I do. I would really appreciate that as it's well. Good stuff. Check it out. But as always, I thank you very much for listening to this, and we'll talk to you next time.